Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. This is another article for Supply of Grace entitled, Begotten. When studying Scripture, the accurate definition of its words is critical to understanding their meaning. Also of prime importance is the context of any words under consideration. For example, we understand that the word salvation does not always refer to being forgiven of one's sins and thereby justified before God. In Exodus chapter 14, verse 13, Moses says to the children of Israel, who are fleeing the oncoming Egyptian army, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. It is obvious from the context that this has nothing to do with the forgiveness of sins. Rather, this salvation is a deliverance from physical death at the hand of their enemy. Similarly, we will see that the word begotten carries more than one meaning in Scripture. I have little doubt that the first thing most people think of when they hear the word begotten is of the birthing process. We see this definition evident in passages such as Judges chapter 8 and verse 30. And Gideon had threescore and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. We know there are many other references that refer to this specific meaning of the word begotten. Also, when considering this word, the first Bible verse that comes to mind is probably John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Like you, I always thought that John 3.16 was a reference to Jesus' birth, when he is identified as God's only begotten Son. Some modern translations of the Bible leave out the word begotten and state that God gave his only Son. So when someone would read or quote this verse and leave out the word begotten, I would ask them, does God have only one Son? After I registered the quizzical expression on their face, I would inform them that God has many sons that are identified in Scripture. Let's look at the following examples. Exodus chapter 4, verse 22. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. Here is a nation of people, Israel, who are identified as God's firstborn son. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Not only is Israel called a son of God, but so too is the body of Christ. We see this designation as sons of God in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 8, verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. Did you know that Adam was the son of God? Please reference the genealogy recorded in Luke chapter 3 and verse 38 which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. This genealogy tracing Christ's physical lineage back to Adam declares Adam to be the son of God. Hence we have the question asked by Sunday school children of whether Adam had a belly button. Since he was not born of a woman but created by God, the answer is no. 
Now then, if the word begotten is not always referring to physical birth, and knowing that God has many sons, what could it mean then when it says his only begotten son in John 3:16? The key to defining this application of the word is found in Genesis chapter 22 verse 2 and Hebrews 11 verse 17 regarding Abraham and his son Isaac. We read in Genesis that Abraham was to take up his only son Isaac and offer him to God. Now, wait a minute. Isaac was not Abraham's only son. Did we forget about Ishmael? Abraham will also have many other sons after Sarah dies by Keturah and some concubines. So, why is he described as being his only son? More interesting is the verse in Hebrews 11, verse 17, where we read that Abraham offered up his only begotten son. Obviously, we are not talking about physical birth here when we see the word begotten. This gives us insight into John 3.16 as well. Continue reading the next two verses in Hebrews chapter 11. Of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, whence also he received him in a figure. The great promises of God made to Abraham would be fulfilled through Isaac and his seed, Jesus Christ, and not any other son of Abraham. Isaac, according to God's plan and purpose, is a special, unique, one-of-a-kind individual. In like manner, so is Jesus Christ. He is the only begotten Son of God. Of all God's sons, there is none like him. Nobody can do what he alone can accomplish to the glory of God. Of all God's sons, he is the preeminent one. He is the express image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. This is a title of preeminence and exalted status. Look with me at one more way that this word is used, and this is amazing. What does it mean when we read in Psalm chapter 2, verse 7, and which is repeated in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Again, this is not about the physical birth of the Savior. Begotten, in these contexts, refers to his resurrection. Here we have the all-encompassing truth of the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Regarding resurrection, he is also the one who is unique, special, one of a kind, the first fruits of all in order of position and majesty. Romans chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, identifies both his physical lineage through David, so no mistake is made as to who Paul is talking about, and he is also declared to be the only begotten Son of God with power. How, may we ask? By the resurrection from the dead. In our relationship with him, he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Colossians 1, verse 18. The Lord Jesus not only was begotten in the aspect of the baby born to Mary, but he is also the only begotten of God by his death, burial, and resurrection. No one else could accomplish what he could to satisfy the demands of God's justice, 
and make possible the reconciliation of all things both in heaven and earth. He is unique and one of a kind, the elect of God in whom all the fullness of the Godhead dwells and in whom we are complete. Amen. For other articles written and read by various authors, please go to supplyofgrace.com. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all.